Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds. Uh, we're going to start our season three, uh, part two reaction to the Clone Wars. So before we get into that, uh, guys, how's everybody feeling? Oh, this man. Good. Awesome. Yeah, feel great. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Disney Plus has been doing a great job taking my money lately. And I just got to say, awesome. I have a great time. Definitely. Oh, Disney Plus Definitely. is on X1 now. Yeah, <laughs> you are an expanding yeah, yeah. customer. Call now and tell them yeah. we want Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, guys. And before we dive into things here, because we got some exciting news to get into off the bat as well, DP wants to let everybody know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you are going to our website. You will find all our links to everything, basically. Nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. That's our email. Um, on our um social media outlets, we have nerds at I'm sorry, at nerds at nerdcyclopedia on Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. Don't laugh at me, can't Hitch. Keep it together. I right. can't even keep it together for one live show. <laughs> oh. Make sure that you are actually going to um all our um or our podcast outlets, um, uh, iHeartRadio, we are on Stitcher, we are on um, YouTube, of course, we are on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn. Man, we are so many places that you can listen to us, so you definitely, you know, should be listening to us. Um, also, make sure when you're on Facebook, you are going onto our group. We got a Carbonite B Bounty BS, you know, Facebook group that we have a bunch of different chatter on. Love you guys' feedback. Love the um, group interaction and stuff. Love the memes, mm -hmm. especially, you know. So make sure that you guys are participating in that. And also um, make sure that you are just basically just following us, period, because we love to be followed. Yeah. And once again, guys, uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome everybody back to the show. Um we got some interesting news this week uh, coming in from Star Wars. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of it, but uh, I know the, the nerds wanted to talk about it. We talked about it off camera, but interesting casting announcements for the Obi-Wan series. It looks like it's, I believe, production starts here in a couple of weeks. So they will start. Uh, they already went through pre-production. It looks like they're going to start filming here in about a month. So um, first off, I know, uh, you know, Hitch and DP had some things. They're basically coming from my neck. So, um, you know, what are you guys' initial thoughts here on this lovely, lovely Obi-Wan series? I want to hear James Earl Jones say Sips. Mm. I want to hear it. I want to hear it now. And I don't, I don't want any excuses about why I can't have it. I want it. They can make it happen and they need to make it happen. And that is it. If if they could make Hayden Christensen, you know, I mean, at least say that, you know, I'd be happy with it, you know. Um, I was on social media on Twitter, and um, apparently the uh, Moses Ingram, she's a um, she's a uh, she's on um, Instagram and everything. She made this comment talking about how much she wanted to play with lightsabers and everything. All of a sudden, people got all like, you know, in a rush. She's playing young Ahsoka. You know, who is she playing and everything? So they just speculating that she's going to be, you know, um, playing you know, like a young Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. So I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, if they go that route, eh, you know, I'll you know, I'd rather see them de-age um, Rosario Dawson if that was going to be the mm -hmm. case. But, um, eh, you know, the, I, I like the, the the casting, you know, the the cast. It's not to say that she is going to play her, but um, seeing you know Hayden Christian come back, obviously you know getting um, e you know even McGregor you know come back because he's a heck of an actor, you know, um, and just seeing like how the yeah how diverse the cast is, you know, rounding this whole thing out looks like they got some pretty good heavy hitters on here. Yeah, 
totally agree with you guys. And, you know, for all my anti Obi-Wan love and my, I guess we'll call it my <laughs> Obi-Wan hate, you know, I, I just, I'm confident that Filoni and the team, Favreau and them, we're going to get this right. And um, as we'll discuss, as we get back into the movies, we'll hopefully we get the right portrayal of Obi-Wan. I, I think that based on these comics alone, we're seeing a whole different side, which is kind of weird, but um, it's a, fresh you know kind of breathing I, I like the fresh breath of air that they bring to the, the character it's more i don't know what i what i would envision obi-wan being rather than the movie version so but, but you remember like we knew obi-wan is like a retired veteran right kind of burned out and then they gave right. us younger obi-wan still not quite matured right toward, toward the end yes he was a little bit the constantly you know the battle between him and anakin but he still had a lot of learning to go right i think the clone wars series develops him better so i think you're going to more the warrior the fighter the general kenobi right or than the retired veteran kenobi or the young still finding his way just Mm -hmm. lost his master kenobi you know with sort of he's sort of uh, lost his path you know he really didn't get a master back yoda tried but he never really got anybody so this will be good because it's going to fill that in. It's going to fill in that transition. And they do, they got some great actors uh, lined up for it. So, um, it, it doesn't look like um, um, Filoni or Favreau is going to be involved with this show. The only ones that are actually coming from like the um, Filoni verse or who, who, you know, who was on the Mike the Mandalorian at the very least is Deborah Child. You know, right. she directed like a few episodes on um, The Mandalorian and she I think she's an actual showrunner, but Filoni and them wrong. aren't actually writing the show. D- didn't she do the Ahsoka uh, episodes? Mandalorian? I believe so. Yeah. Being Thr- Thrawn. I mm-hmm. thought that did those. Yeah. Oh, she's she awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she understands what, <laughs> what it means to uh, all of us, all of you guys listening. So uh, like we're saying, I think she's on board with him and we'll see that linear, you know, that story based on that Ahsoka episode alone. I mean, I'm looking forward to, and everybody's looking to the, the rematch on Mustafar. So I think that's what everybody's holding their breath for, for the rematch part two. I'm excited for it. Um, I know yeah. I want to see them develop Obi-Wan as the protector of Luke. I want to see what he's been up to because it seems odd that he could hide in with like within meters of Anakin's like family, like his actual family. So I'm, I'm interested to see like why Darth Vader never comes to Tatooine. Right. The pro I feel like you have to address that a little bit, especially cause Luke doesn't bother changing his name. That definitely so. needs to be addressed. Why did Anakin never get back to Tatooine? Like for real. So, so I, uh, I mean, and, and we'll watch revenge of the Sith after, you know, the clone wars and everything, but how exactly are they going to fit, Hayden Christensen's Anakin in here. I mean, he's going to be Darth Vader at this point, right? Um, Yeah, this is post uh, Revenge of the Sith. So basically, I don't know what they're going to do with his face. They're going to have some kind of flashback scenes because like you're saying, Mm. yeah, he's going to be in a suit. So we're not going to see his face. They could put anybody that's like 6'5", or taller in the suit. So yeah, it'll be interesting why they brought him back unless we're going to get some like, you know, flashbacks, kind of like Avengers style. You know, they're going to do some flashbacks the flashback scenes or or something you know wouldn't the flashbacks be the clone wars it'll probably be the clone wars and more of you know like uncut stuff maybe from episode three or maybe tying things back into you know what happened 
you know. Then, maybe, then they, then, then more than likely they would have to address <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. And, Ahsoka's and out there. Part, right? I mean, the but when we also know that she passes <laughs> through that time, okay, because we find her at the end, at the at the the oh, most man. recent real time that we all are willing to say really happened, <laughs> which is the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. That's the last the last story that we've yeah. got. Uh, I want to see this fleshed out. The, this tra the transition between Revenge of the Sith and Episode Four is jarring when you watch it in chronological order. When you think about, you see Obi Wan winning a lightsaber duel, not against not against just Darth Vader, but Anakin Skywalker himself. Vader fully possessed of his powers, with his whole like almost, well almost his whole body. Thanks, Count Dooku, right? Uh, and he yeah. goes from that to this this hermit who has who's this like this ascetic monk who refuses to do any violence to Anakin and it happens yeah. off screen over the course of 20 years of Luke's lifetime and this is going to fill in those gaps I mean in the Star Wars universe an Obi-Wan Kenobi is only 60 years old when he gets it right that's it yeah. he looks like he's 150 so what is going on on Tatooine what is he doing that's that's draining his life force so much it, it, it there should be an answer dealing with children <laughs> that'll age you fast age the crap out of them. Right? Uh, oh, man. that's the explanation there Definitely. and yeah. I, I think those rumors about or rumblings i should say about sebastian stan um being luke skywalker is like heating up because i'm seeing mm -hmm. like you know he's down for it as long as he gets mark hamill's blessing that's all he needs yeah that's know? what he said and if if um lucasfilm disney decides to go that route i mean i know hitch would, would love a yes. series that's what i want <laughs> that, that, that it's coming trust me that that's like the cream of the, that's it, the fact that he's in discussions and said he'll do it i mean and this is off topic but you you heard that hbo is now trying to purchase the snyderverse from Warner Brothers. So you see what fan opinion does, what money does. Oh, I did not Luke hear Wolf. that. Wow. Oh, it, okay. it's fan and pace. It's fan and Interesting. Interesting. Based on, yeah, they saw the numbers. So, um, yeah, with Luke, with the way Disney Plus is going, that that Luke series will be the cream of the crop. And isn't that, look at this I, position I, we're in. We're going to get how many new Star Wars, how many new Marvel properties and products coming at us in the next two years. And frankly, I, I feel just like a like a monk just waiting for these things. Like I have no worries whatsoever about their quality or content. And that really speaks to the quality <laughs> of what's been delivered to us thus far with this Disney relationship and how it's gotten better. Literally every time they've dropped something, I think it's been better. So, you know, if they keep putting their money into the product like they are and letting the creators create, I think we're going to get a lot more great content. And that's exciting for when you run a podcast. It is the dollars. Yep, this is up. My that's that money. podcasting money. That's how you can tell because it's singles. <laughs> I mean, interesting note too. Um, even when I was trying to watch some of these episodes back, Disney Plus is crashing. That many people were tuning into the Falcon Winter Soldier. They that series broke records and broke Disney Plus. So, they're I mean in their boardrooms, they're in their high five, and I mean I can't Bucky imagine Barnes. their thoughts. Bucky Barnes you know? broke Disney Plus in the year twenty twenty one. Try going back to nineteen ninety seven and convincing like my teenage me that I'd be like, no way. There's no Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Think about what Luke Skywalker is going <laughs> to do to that thing. Oh, oh man! Yeah. You're not I'd be like, wait a minute. Did you just say a Luke Skywalker TV series? And I'd be like, shut. And I'd be shoving him back in the DeLorean, getting him out of here. You know what I mean? That kid's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. 
but yeah, as far as diving into, you know, the Clone Wars season three, I know there weren't too many episodes, but like I said, personally, this was like, this is everything I ever wanted for Star Wars, especially in you know, I mean, the series. This tied in so much EU that was thrown to literally the trash at the point to where this is expanded universe. I mean, we'll get into this with DP because I know he's pretty casual, but the fact that they brought the wheels into this is like next level. Um, mm. You know, the Night Sisters, it's just the for the deepness of this stuff. And I know DP was asking, I mean, basically, you've seen what happened to Anakin. He was his brain was unlocked and you know, the wills knew about it and it's yep. kind of unique how they hid it from, if they seen it, I'm sure Yoda knew it, it's, but we'll get into this stuff. What did, what did you think initially, Ken? Loved it. Uh, best so far, best connected string of episodes. Um, Darth Maul's brother. Come on. I mean, that was legit. Um, I love the, my fa- actually my favorite scene. I forget what episode it was. It might've been like 14 or 15, but the, first training session with Dooku and Lavage on the, on the walkway where Dooku showed him, he lifted the rocks and then he's like, okay, you do it. He couldn't do it. And it was Luke and Yoda. It was the, it was the exact same stuff, but it was evil. And it was much cooler because I like bad. I like evil. I like the, the power that um, the Sith have. And uh, they have really great, strong characters that, do so well at making it romantic, making the power, making the evil romantic. But um, I mean, this this set of episodes, I learned so much about where you know what what happened in Anakin's life that really started to tip him toward that side. We've seen little snippets, but that last episode, or maybe sixteen, it was sixteen or seventeen. Yes, it really went. He went south. He went bad. Now he knows that he's more than what obi-wan has been telling him he is it was a very uh very enlightening set of episodes but definitely my favorite so far right what about you ish so this stuff with the wills is definitely the highlight for me and i'm that's because i'm the philosophical guy right i love thinking about what makes anakin go bad and it seems like he he if he is given the honest reading of this he would have turned away from his destiny as darth vader but it seems to me like what the wills are saying is if he does that Palpatine wins because he's not there to kill Palpatine at the end. And, and that seems to me to recast the rest of what's about to happen in a very different light as sort of this, you know, doomed fate of Anakin's is to fall to the dark side, but to redeem himself. Ultimately. Uh, I also liked how the story of the wills mirrored Anakin's fall. And then he basically accidentally kills, kills Padme and then falls to the dark side. Right. Um, and then undoes himself. So that to me was definitely the highlight of these episodes. Um, when battle of the heroes popped in that light motif. Oh my goodness. I lost it. I lost it. I stood up and was like, yes, yes. I love, I love a good light motif. And also I love the, in the political intrigue in the first couple episodes here, where we have the separatist Senator. Oh, I love that subtle pan over to Palpatine. Just, they don't even, they don't have to oversell it. They, you just see him go like, and you yeah, know that yeah, they do really great. They do real great in the animation, just doing little subtle eye movements. And I mean, that's the thing that you can't get with 2D animation, you know, that you're getting with the 3D animation. You're getting all all of like a little subtleties that they 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 really have to use here because 
obviously obviously this is a live action. So I'm appreciating just coming from the uh, you know casual fans perspective of that point right there. You know what you just it's said. Not, it's not even a cartoon anymore. It's, no, no, it, no. Yeah. It is live action. I mean, I'm investing <laughs> people. You know, I know, I know. When I kind of try to, you know, for, forecast what they're going to say, how they're going to react in certain situations. So yeah, it's it's real as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the father, son, and daughter thing was just really interesting to me. Um, it kind of reminded me of, of, of Transformers lore, um, which really, well, Transformers a movie, I should say, which really bit a lot off Star Wars. <laughs> but um, the... the <laughs> Go around, it's all right. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, if you're going to, you know, bite from the best and everything, you know. Um, but um, Unicron, you know, the planet eater, um, they actually expanded his whole origin in like the um, comic books and everything to be an agent of um, chaos. And um, he actually came from, you know, um, a source um, and had a brother um, called Order. You know, I forgot what his exact name was, but he had a brother Order. So here you have like you had the father, you had the son and you had the daughter. Um, and we're seeing I'm seeing like, you know, like the origins and everything. OK, this is where like the 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 light and the dark side come from. So that whole, you know, that whole episode was like really interesting to me. Um, I think this is the same episode where we see, you know, um, his his Anakin's um, his mother come back in a dream flashback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we see that. And, um, you know, Premier August and everything um, as 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 she she was I was reading up. She was the same person <laughs> that vo that um, played Shimi in the movies. Correct. It's the I'm same actress. Sure, yeah. yeah, she yeah. was the voice yeah. actress in, you know, for um, you know, Shmi, you know, Skywalker. And we get um Liam Neeson Liam back. Neeson. I was like, now I know I know that voice. You can't fake Neeson. <laughs> That's something like nobody no, has you a can't, good can't, can't. <laughs> I'm not doing it. What was it? What was his taking thing? You gotta do it. Yes, you got you gotta do it. What was this? It's taking sand and everything. He says, oh. Uh, I have a particular set of skills, and if you take my daughter, I'll find you, and I'll cut you, I'll gut you like that Irishman. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't have it. He doesn't. He has a very specific accent and a very specific voice that just sounds like Liam Neeson. And there's no point. Like, I can't do it really. That's why I won't. And a specific set of skills too. So he know. does, and that was a great movie, mm. by the way. That take, take oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Death yeah. Wish for oh, the 21st yeah. century, right? Hunt him down and get him. Oh man. And get Take them yeah. out. Yeah. <sighs> but um, another thing about these episodes I really liked is, and it just like clouds my mind because how badass was Dooku? Like when he was taking on those night sisters, like the, the, the lightsaber bat, I mean, this dude's taking them with no eyes. Yeah. He's literally yeah. the will of yeah. the force. I mean, yeah. I'm just like, and then, you know, it's kind of adventurous. That was a hell of a battle. Yeah. I mean, really? And then for Anakin to take him down, with, so he's he's beat three lightsabers, and then Anakin takes him down with one. I'm just sorry. Eh. Uh, it's interesting yeah, to see Dooku whatever. again cast as this as a powerful adversary because we see him fight Yoda to a draw, and then Episode Three starts, and it's just sort of like, you know, eh, that's over with. What's the next thing? You know what I mean? Like because that's supposed to be the right. climax. It's so interesting that how how this show sets you up for that anticlimax, right? Because when right. when the Clone Wars really end, when Dooku is killed, that's when things start going real 
real bad for the Jedi. <laughs> That's literally the point where it really turns on him. So this, this uh, basically, Palpatine just needs to war to last long enough until he has total control of everything. And then that verse doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be Sidious had that plan? So somehow he weakened Dooku or set Dooku up to fail because who did he want to be his apprentice? Anakin. Anakin, Anakin. has an excellent Anakin. body right. and connection so, with the Force that he wants to inhabit. Right. So Dooku would have to know that he was the, the patsy and he was the fall guy now. And he had to, he only went so far and then Sidious somehow drained him. Yeah. Well, keep in mind also, I don't really think the drain happened, but this is where you see kind of the gray Jedi and Dooku because this whole time his vision is to kill the emperor. I mean, when he tells him to kill Asajj, he resents it. He doesn't want to. And then when he gets his new apprentice, um, the whole idea is to get rid of the emperor. So I think at this point, and it ties into the movies when he had um, Obi-Wan captured and he was explaining to him the whole plan. It's all a simple plan. I think this is, yeah, this is basically the beginning of kind of Dooku coming to the, I guess the balance of the force. He understands, but realizes that a Jedi can't defeat Sidious, so basically he needed the dark side in order to try to overtake him, I guess, maybe? Hmm. Interesting. So Dooku's endgame yeah. is a settlement here, and then then is that what he thinks is going on? That he thinks that they're just going to say, ah, the war's over, we're done, you know, separatists can go their separate ways, and they have a weakened state that they can split off? Or is he, like you're saying, like, is his only pathway to victory to actually win the Clone Wars? Like, Palpatine doesn't have to even win the Clone Wars to really win, because... One gets the, right. the impression that it being even as powerful as, as Count Dooku himself is literally terrified of Sidious, terrified of him, and will do whatever he says, you know, or at least be obsequious about saying that he's going to do whatever he says. So, And like you said last time, Palpatine's playing both sides, so it doesn't matter who wins. He could care less, right? Dooku yeah. is invested in one side, his side. He doesn't have anything in the Republic right he's 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 working with the separatists so palpatine's the other way he's got he's got his hooks in both sides so i think that's the difference right i mean you said that yeah so he's he's he basically no matter what happens here so let's 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 look at what how the clone wars could end right separatist victory all right well you kill dooku you're in charge separatists win all right perfect republic overwhelming victory right i'm the guy that led them to the overwhelming victory I'll stay in charge, right? Yep. Min You're, you I, win. Insidious wins. Let's say the Republic wins, but it's one of those wins like, you know, we really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel and the entire society is demolished into nothing and nobody feels safe. And the, 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 the treasury is bankrupt and now all the corporations are running wild and it's just force. And we see that. And he wins. So there's, there's a lot to... You know what? Ha what could happen to really for him to lose here is his own death, and he is the Dark Lord of the Sith, and he is very hard to kill because of that. He's got backup clones. We know that. We know he has clone backups. Yeah. We know that. We see that. Yep. Who are force sensitive and can have their own children, as many and as they want, and then and then yeah. be just junk traders and dust and nothing. Yeah. That yeah. seems so, yeah. you know, cool. the, from from the the son of a of a princess, I might say that seems very classist for him to say that. So I, I just think that. As... So so how does a how does a half Sith have a child? It's the strongest. This reminds me of like Gohan and Dragon Ball Z. That didn't work well. 
You can't be a half saying and yeah, have but, much power. Yeah, but Goku's like, stupid and Gohan isn't. That's why he's better because he's smarter than Goku. That's what yeah. why it makes sense because he has the the Saiyan body and the human mind, and Goku's an idiot. I guess he's stupid. So what's that? What's that make Ray? <laughs> interesting. It makes Ray interesting. Yeah, but, but is this? But is Star Wars? So I I I think that when they were going to make it a democratization of Star Wars, it was better. I, I think the retconning back and putting it back into Dyna Dynasty really sort of was a mistake. Uh, I know mileage is going to vary yeah. on that, but that's my opinion. Uh, rolling rolling back to these episodes, to these episodes, I do want to say that I really did appreciate seeing Padme being put in this really awkward, terrible position where she's being forced to break the law to try to meet with her mentor. And you see this close personal yeah. relationship that's been torn apart by the war. And that's something that's that you don't see so much of in Star Wars because it's all so formal and, and, and sort of, you know, top down. But it's interesting to see the, the one of those, you know, brothers against brothers sort of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, even I can't allude to this before, Padme's character development is how strong-willed she was, um, you know, or, or how democratic she was. I mean, literally, it's just, you know... You know, it's great to see Bell Organa in this and to see how hard they fought to try to keep the Republic together. And ultimately, you know, it's yeah, just like she did. Yeah, I mean, how sport, it was like she was force sensitive. She's seen the corruption coming yeah. miles before it came, and yet they didn't listen. You know, it's, like I said, Sidious is pulling his, as Ken says time after time, Sidious literally has been pulling his strings the whole time. And it's it's a masterstroke when you really see it unveil. Like Even that. she is his pick. This is this is my thing. Why is she the, the queen of Naboo at the beginning of this? Do you think there's a, a chance in hell that the senator of Naboo, the Dark Lord of the Sith, didn't pick her? Like, specifically her? Right. Oh. He, well, she was... Uh, I, I always was under the impression that Palpatine basically groomed her for that position got her made her queen of naboo and then got made her senator you know and that was his first duty as as uh as chancellor is appoint her senator of naboo and when naboo is a very i mean i, I get the, got the feeling it's very influential and rich um uh, strong uh planet with a lot of influence so i mean it's all pointed he did everything he made her. He made her who he, she was, and she's a great, strong female too. But what he does so politically that just, is he makes a proxy of himself to this fifteen-year-old girl who's begging the galaxy for help. He creates this empathy for himself that he uses to catapult himself into power. And so her ability, her empathy, and ability to deliver the speeches she delivers is a thing that's intrinsic to his plot. Because if the Senate does not regard the the Nabonese as needing you know uh, a get even call here right maybe he never becomes chancellor and he can never run the mechanisms of government the way he's running them in the Clone Wars so it it's almost feels to me of like watching Padme I almost feel like Padme is somewhat force sensitive and that's why she's able to do these things at right. such a young age and that's why maybe her kids rule and very smartly he also was responsible for having Jar Jar in <laughs> as and it are also a representative of the Gungans because they're a very uh, strong race of people, military, very uh, battle oriented, and they know how to protect mm -hmm. themselves. And Jar Jar is very charismatic. I mean, everybody loves him. So, also a very important part of the whole Jar -Jar, story. And that was Jar Jar is also the useful idiot that gives him all his powers too. 
So it's like, <laughs> so he's like Jar Jar, like is a part of his cadre. He's like a, uh, he's like one of these, you know, one of these Congress people, like a, like a House of Representative member who's really, really tied to his party's president, right? Like really, really tied to it. Like there's nothing, you can't separate the two. doesn't matter what they do. They're going to support him no matter what. That is Jar Jar in this show. And the fact that he's an actual idiot is good that makes it good that he's a useful idiot. Palpatine must have like this big, big map on like, you know, how he can, he's like a master strategist. It's like, it's just like evil just, I mean, but you got to admire his like, you know, skill and everything to navigate and manipulate and, you know, put himself, you know, um in these positions from the very beginning. Do we ever get any type of uh, history or origin of what his motivations to even start all this? Um, maybe not in Clone Wars, but in any in any EU history or anything like that. That's an interesting question, DP. Hey, Ken, what's going on with you, buddy? Oh, uh, not much, man. You know, you know what? Never mind about that. Let's get into what I really want to talk about: the Nerd Psycho comic flick show, which everyone should be going to actually watch. Right on Facebook, on YouTube, or NerdCyclopedia.com. Make sure you guys are checking out the Nerd Psycho comic flake show nerd cyclopedia and we're back guys after that short intermission but um yeah to finish off your thought dp uh do you want to finish on that part did you the question you're asking about a potential maybe yeah it was is is there any type of um um in eu lore or you know in clone wars where we're going to get any type of um palpatine background like his motivations on even starting and even, you know, hatching his like evil plan. There's a book out if you want to read it. It's uh, Darth Plagueis's book. It's a really, really, really good read. I mean, all the Star Wars books that are out now. This came out, I'd say it's about maybe three or four years old, but all mm. those Star Wars graphic novels, if you have time, they, they're really good. But yeah, the Darth Plagueis book is basically like a Sidious prequel, goes into his tutelage under him and things like that. So it's called, I believe it's called Plagueis. So. Um, let's plug in everybody for you if you have the uh, iBook or whatever that is or audiobooks. But you can buy an audiobook on it. But yeah, it's, I believe it's called Plagueis. Oh, so is it an actual, um, you know, visual or, or graphic novel or just a straight book? Uh, it's a straight I, book, but there are some oh, images in there. Okay. So you can get the audiobook version um, mm -hmm. of it as well. Might be God, not for yeah. Sam, maybe. Is that like DP? Like more <laughs> You, you like more characters with thought bubbles and stuff. I love the I love thought if bubbles. There's not a button where I can press it and it makes a lightsaber sound. It's not really a book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's listed as legends, everybody. So you can't see it, but yeah, it's a legends book. You can buy it. Shout out to the plug. Yeah, and it had uh, words. You would in like turn pages and stuff. <laughs> Just so yeah. you know, every time uh, every time you guys call call it legends. I get an angry email from Thomas <laughs> from our from There's our a... from our message board saying he doesn't want us to do that anymore. So I'm sure, well, <laughs> sure we'll have actually, waiting for it. This is this is listed as legends. <laughs> if you click the thumbnail, this is actually listed. Oh, it's actually but there's another email. Yeah, right. It's going to be really uh, yeah, angry now. Yeah, pretty pretty much. So he <laughs> would want really me to remind everybody you. that on CERN Pedal, uh, when all the chips were down. Anakin Solo didn't get off the planet fast enough and Chewbacca died. And that is the truth. All right, that's it. Sorry, guys. I know I'm making a lot of those those sort of declarations yeah. tonight, but it's a truth-filled night. It is what it is. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, to finish off your thought, um, DP, yeah, there is a book out there that kind of explains his origins. But a lot of people have been asking like that if there will be maybe a, a Sidious story or, you know, a young Palpatine story in the works. I mean, allegedly you were supposed to get some of that in, you know, the final Star Wars or the Duel of the Fates. But uh, they decided to go another route with it. So, I mean, the way Disney Plus is working, it's, you know, endless possibilities with Star Wars at this point. Young Palpatine, like young Sheldon. So, you know. <laughs> I'm down for it. <laughs> but he's a political animal. He has to at least be savvy. He can't just be a nerd. Before, before they do Palpatine, I want to see Tarkin. I want to see Tarkin as a cadet, and I want to see his rise to his power because he's the, I mean, he's the single most powerful human character in the evil galactic empire that 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 we know about that I'm familiar with. I mean, he's right he has a there. book as well, doesn't he? I'm pretty he sure does. he does. Good. Yeah, it's I good. That one, yeah. it's a man. I want to see it happen. I want to see it actually played out like in yep. animated form or live action, preferably a live action if they even get to that. Live action would be great because the Peter Cushion that they <laughs> put in Rogue One was mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be so just so great to see that like just before Rogue One, maybe 15 years before Rogue One, build that story up all the way to, to that moment. Rogue One is the only live action content we get before four, right? Solo. As of now. Solo. Yeah, right. Okay. Solo, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget Solo. It's okay. easier to forget right. that right. one. It's pretty. They should have. Like, they, <laughs> will, they will fix that movie by deep faking Harrison Ford into it. Mark my words. It will happen. It will be done. Uh, the guy, there's someone, the person that did the clip is going to eventually do the whole movie, and then it will be perfect, and we'll love it. So we'll wait for, wait for that. It's not, and, it's, and again, like as I always say, it's not that kid's fault. It's just, it is what it is. Han Solo's Harrison Ford, sorry. It just is what it is. Sorry, that's it for me. When um, Ahsoka, um, doing, you know, with these stretch episodes and stuff, when Ahsoka was like, you know, talking with her flat or older self and everything, I half expected Rosario Dawson to be, <laughs> to, to be voicing that. And it would be so Lucas-ish to to actually input that back into like you know these episodes again just to redub like voices and stuff it was original i mean it was original ahsoka actress you know doing it but it was funny to see the adult uh, ahsoka tano you know um and the same thing that we see in like the mandalorian so what happens then nothing well, important and then they bring you a yoda well, what right. oh yeah yeah or remember in episode nine at the end when she's hearing the voice, I believe this person who played Ahsoka, Ashley yeah. Eckstein. Yeah. Ashley her voice Eckstein. is one. Her voice is actually one of the voices um, that Ray hears through the force. So, yeah, they do use Ahsoka's voice at the end for whatever that okay. means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three hour crap. Oh, man. <laughs> So, hey, if we talked about the animation changeover that we just had in this, this I think that right at the beginning of this set of episodes, they changed over the models and made uh, yeah. more longer hair. Anakin changed all the coloring, made everything look more realistic. I'm way more into, like, the lightsaber fighting now. All that stuff with, uh, with Savage Opress was really just so, so yeah. great. So fluid action. It made you, like, they gave his stakes to him, you know what I mean, right away. Yeah. And, right. um... Man, I'm just really appreciating the modeling. Back when we started, some of the some of the people in our group were, were telling us we were in for a long haul. And it feels like that's over. This feels much more linear, cohesive, you know, logical and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Much Definitely, definitely, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, as we call, I guess, close to season three here, um, you only have a couple episodes left for everybody to kind of catch on to. So our last batch will be what, 18 to 22, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah it'll be a light mm-hmm. one there. 18 to 22, we'll wrap up this. And then we go into uh, season four, which Ooh, is. We're always on season four already. Wow, man, time yeah. is flying. It's Clone Wars. <laughs> and that, that, really, that really speeds up the timeline as far as. Um, to where things are so um yeah that'll definitely kind of bring things in the line to where we, we just were so it's, chronologically it'll be kind of like basically current uh us wrapping up too it'll be a part of that so that'll be interesting to kind of see their take on the you know movie version of episode uh two that will be i guess the you know animated version of it so to speak yeah, loving seeing like all the the politics. I, I think I'm really appreciating the politics because it's just like it's like mirroring like a lot of real world type stuff. A little bit scary in, in some type of ways that you know a, a republic could easily fall um, if someone actually with a brain was to, uh, <laughs> to 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 manipulate you know a lot of things you know behind the scenes and everything. It's it's just crazy how people are, um, you know, it's like chickens running with their heads cut off and everything. And this thing is just slowly and slowly, slowly just crumbling. And then, you know, once we get into like the movies, uh, we'll see the actual, you know, the the aftermath and everything. So I'm, I'm definitely appreciating this stretch episodes as it deepens further, as Hitch was talking about in the beginning with Padme and stuff. Um, and her going outside of you know the um, you know channels and everything just to to get things going there, right? And before we get off here, guys, do you guys have any final thoughts on this stretch of episodes and what you're looking forward to as we come to the conclusion of uh, season three? I mean, it's crazy. We're already three seasons down. Yeah, it's wild. It's going quick, and it's awesome. I know one thing I want to do is specifically invite all of our listeners to join us on our other feed. That's right. Uh, the Nerdendum feed where we will be talking on the Nerd Psycho comic flick show NCFS about Godzilla versus King Kong next week. And this week, if you want to know what we thought about the Winter Soldier and the Falcon, I'm sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes one and two, that is live on the feed. Go listen to it or the Nerd Psycho will get you. That is all. Right. And like Hitch says, I mean, we want you guys to interact, whether you're a Star Wars fan, you're into soon to be uh, Hitch's love child. Loki. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, I, and I, I no, really but... want to say that you should join us for that because I'm really into Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston was in um, a show called Turn that was on AMC. He plays uh, Major John Andre, who's a historical figure that's very interesting uh, in, in addition to being Loki. So I am super hyped for that show for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, then, I mean, and we, then we'll have like um Obi Wan, um that's um T Mitch's love child right there, you know. Yeah, He'll be coming yeah. coming soon. The shutting you know? up oh, shall commenceth, and then thou shalt have my money. <laughs> he hasn't pulled out his dollars yet, but he will, people. He will the money, the money will be out when Obi Wan. That podcast single's ready. That podcast money's here. Yep. Oh man. Definitely. But uh we got a lot of stuff coming out, you know. You know, What's HBO's you, eating them up. You know, we got Mortal Kombat. You know, I'm actually intrigued for that. So, oh, you know, we d- we'll definitely Sub-Zero. have a lot of stuff. Sub-Zero. 
Come on. Yeah, we'll have a lot of stuff on all our platforms, guys. So as, as Hitch says, keep an eye out on the socials. Um, you know, anything, you know, nerd related, we're there. And he, there's a lot of big movies coming out these next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, it, finally, well, maybe we'll get Black Widow, you know, before I'm 40. Yeah, really. You know, five right. years from now. So, you know, hopefully we'll get that movie, <laughs> you know. It's wild how long it's been done and cut and edited and just sitting on somebody's hard drive. I, I, was, I was shocked it hasn't been. <laughs> Could you gone. imagine yeah, if the whole seriously. plot is like a flu pandemic, like is gonna like ruin the world, and they're like almost three hundred thousand Americans could die, and we're all just like sitting in the theater, like, oh, that'd be terrible. Well, well, you know, Disney has a bunch of Jedi in front of that, you know, hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're not letting that leak whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, if HBO leaked a Snyder cut, and who knows? That was epic. Uh, we know how HBO and Disney, I mean, I'm sorry, DC. And, eh, this is eh, different. This whatever. is the pros, right? This is like, you know what I mean? This is like watching a Major League Baseball team. Like, when there's a grounder to short, you expect that out to happen. Like, if you're playing left field, you can start jogging in as soon as you see it. You know what I mean? This is They're yeah. going to be fine. And that's what's so great about this Disney Plus series. Like, all these Disney Plus uh, properties are being done right, and we can all just sit here and let them take our money. And that's really what I like the most about uh, these shows that we watch. They're all pretty good. Oh, right? Uh, just just set it up and just you don't even have to steal yeah, it. I mean, they're, it's designed to pretty much take your money and everything. Um, and it's all home, hmm. too. And we have plenty to watch. All yeah. Because there's another yep. one down the pipe. That, that's the thing about this. Like We don't have to scream at each other about what this meant. Because next week there's another one. And that <laughs> and that is so valuable because <laughs> we get another shot. Didn't like this one. See you next week. We'll try again. You know what I mean? It's great. And then one final piece also, guys, is the Bad Batch. They released their trailer as well. So that's coming. Another animated series as well. So like we're Ooh, saying. I got to see that. Wow. Really? Yeah, they, they just launched their trailer. So, yeah, that's coming as well. So keep your eyes glued to to the TV, to all things Star Wars. And, you know, especially Nerd Cyclopedia and, and all the Nerds um transcontinental feed so we have a lot of a lot of things coming out but uh, uh you know once again thanks everybody for tuning in tonight and uh, we look forward to wrapping up season three with you guys next week but until then guys this is the way this is the way this is the, the way, way. great thumbnail <laughs> Nerd Cyclopedia.